Okay, good morning everyone and a good Yontif. Today is a special day. Um, I have an interesting story to tell about good Yontif today, but I'm going to save that for my tonight's Fabrini. Oh, and Pico. Hopefully I'm going to inspire you, but I can't, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to take away from me. Uh, no, no, that story requires a time first, but uh, maybe afterwards. I have to get bring myself to that state. Very interesting thing. Now you now I gave you, now I created a little yeah that's right a little a little um, curiosity. Okay, uh, welcome to the Mashiach the uh, Mashiach Matters class, and we are holding over here in the story of Yitzchak and Rivka, and that Rivka was uh, was on her way coming to uh, get married to Yitzchak. And Yitzchak was, last week we learned the Pasuk speaking about how Yitzchak was coming back from Be'er Lachai Royi, from bringing from the well where he went to get Hagar for Avram. And we discussed the deeper meaning of that Pasuk. Yitzchak Bomi Boi Be'er Lachai Royi, very powerful idea. Uh, now we're on to the next Pasuk. And it says like this. It says, Vayetze Yitzchak Losuach Basada. And Yitzchak went out to talk, simply. Losuach is a lotion of sicha, to talk, basada. Now, Yitzchak walking out to talk in the fields, um, obviously there's, you know. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 uh, one can say, if I was a Breslev Chassid, I can say that, that, that Yitzchak was the first one who did his baitadus, which is very common today amongst, not just today, for the last few hundred years, uh, amongst Breslev Hasidim to go out into the field and into Gulliver and just talk, talk to the Ebishter. Well, that's really what Yitzchak did, it's just that he spoke, and he damned Mincha, Lasuach Basada, he went to talk. He went into the field, Lifnois Erev, and it was towards evening. Why? Because Mincha time is evening, that's when Tfilas Mincha is. And Yitzchak was the one who instituted the davening of Mincha. Avram instituted Shachris, Yitzchak instituted Mincha. Vayisa Einov, and he lifted up his eyes, Vayar, and he sees, Vihine Gemalim Boim, and he sees camels are coming. And Rivka was coming with Eliezer with the camels. This is the, the Pasuk. Um, so the, the uh, Moshiach, the Genekuta, the, the, of, of this Pasuk, by the way, I want to make an introduction. The Rebbe told us to learn about Mashiach and to learn it in Torah Shabbat and Torah Shabbat and to, and he said that is the most appropriate or the 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 the, the, um, the method that is that will bring Mashiach. The most direct method of bringing Mashiach is to learn the Nyanim of Mashiach in the Torah. Torah reveals everything. Now, who is to say that there is Moshiach in every Pasuk? But when one realizes that the very, very, very beginning, the germ, the, the seed that germinates and creates and brings about all of creation is the Ebrister's dream for Moshiach. The Ebrister's Nesava, Kaddish Baruch Hashem wants to have a dwelling place in the low. So the root of all of existence, of everything that is, including Torah, including everything, is this desire that as the Alter Rebbe explains, doesn't have an explanation. It's an totally beyond rational and 
the explanation, this is kind of the Ebrister's etzen, and as Chosidus explains that this desire is rooted in the very quintessential essence of Hashem himself, in which he desires to have this home with us in the physical world. So we can understand that if this is the what drives and what is that is causing Mashiach and the Isgalus of Mashiach in this world is the underlying drive of all of existence. So definitely in every Nakuda of existence there is supposed to be a, there has to be a Mashiach Nakuda, which is its essence. And if that's true about if that's true about creation at large, how much more so Torah, which is a so much, which is the inner, inner, inner element of the Avish there, how much that is saturated with the Nakud of Atmos of Hashem Himself. And unlike creation, where creation by its very definition is a concealment on godliness, that's what Oila means, Molosh and Helen Behester, it's a concealment. Torah is the opposite, Torah Oir. So the Mashiach element in creation is hard to find. Because by nature of creation, of time and space and all of that, it's concealing on Hashem. But Torah is revealing. That's the whole idea of Torah. Since Torah is revealing. So the Mashiach Nakuda in Torah has to be accessible. So therefore when we learn Chumash and we're, we set our mind to discover the Mashiach point in every ois, in every letter, uh, we can do that. And, and the truth is by doing that, we actually connect to the... You know, we, we, we always learn that the Torah has a body and the Torah has a soul. The body of the Torah is the nigla, the revealed, halacha, plain, simple story. The soul of the Torah is chasidus, the pnimius, pshat, remez, drush, and soid. Each one goes deeper. Inside itself, there is the secrets of the secrets, which you say is chasidus, even higher than kabbalah. And what's the pnimius of pnimius of chasidus? In Yon Ge'ula Mashiach. Because that's the inner, inner point of chasidus itself. Which is interesting, because if I want to speak about a lot this about a lot about this tonight. In Hasidus itself, the Nakuda Pnimius of everything was revealed in the later generations. And the closer we got to Yamaisu Mashiach, the more it was revealed to us that the Nakuda Pnimius of everything is Mashiach. In Hasidus itself, the Alter Rebbe talks about Mashiach a little bit. It's not like the main focus of it. And as the Rabbeim developed Hasidus further and further, until it came to our Rebbe, and in our Rebbe himself, in the last years, it reached a point where Mashiach was oozing out of every word because that's the Nekud It reveals itself. It, the, the inner point of everything becomes more obvious as you're getting to the final end. So when you take a look at this Pasuk, the Nyanem Nefloim, our palate is such nef, uh, unbelievable things that are stated in this verse um, in which Yitzchak goes out to David in the field. So we begin like this. In Zohar, there's a, there's a part of Zohar called Medresh HaNelam. And in that portion of Zohar, it discusses that this Pasuk, Basada, is referring to Atchias HaMesim. And the... Oh, that's the problem. The problem is that this thing wasn't charged. Okay. Power off. So we're going to use directly. So, um, the... the um, what was I saying? Yeah, so the Zoya says that this is referring to this passage, is referring to Tchiyas HaMesim. Why? By Tchiyas HaMesim, the Neshama um, is going to come back to this world 
and the, the negufim, the bodies, are going to come from wherever they would have been buried throughout the diaspora, throughout the in, entire world where Jewish bodies were buried throughout the Golas, they're all going to come back to Eretz Yisrael. By the way, parenthetically, I'll tell a story. Um, talking about Jews being buried. There was a Yid, his name was Rabbi Avram Glick, I think Avram. He was a Hungarian Jew, lived in London. He was a Lubavitcher Chassid. And he was a well-to-do fellow, a strong Chab- uh, Chabadnik. And uh, so I heard the story last week. I was in New York on Gimel Tamas. And um, I have a brother-in-law, his name is Rappaport. His father is from Switzerland. Rappaport from Switzerland. So he told me the story. He said that a year ago, he was in, uh, in a hotel somewhere. And in that hotel, there was a, was a Sheva Brach. There was a few events happening in that hotel. Like to, he went there for a Sheva Brachas or something for a, and at the same time, there was another family over there, famous family, the Wise family. There's a great Talmud Chacham, a Goyen, known in Eretz Yisrael today, very popular, named Rabbi Usher Wise. His brother is a son-in-law. This Rabbi Usher Wise, his brother-in-law, his, his brother is a son, is a son-in-law of the Kloyzer Megar Rebbe, the Tzanzer Rebbe, uh, whose yardside was this week on Test Tammuz Tzanzer. Um, so he read. Sorry. Participants are muted and they can unmute themselves. So the um, he related that he um, so he told so he sees this uh, this Rappaport went to talk to him. Oh, sorry. So this sorry. This Weiss is married to the Kloyzer Megarebbe's daughter. This Weiss's father, the old Rabbi Weiss, um, tells. Rappaport, he says, "Do Mr. Let me tell you a story with Enkeder Let me tell you a story from your Rebbe." He said that he uh, one time went to London. I think he lived in Israel, in Israel, and he went to London. And when he came to, he went to go to London with his wife or something. His wife was a survivor. He was also a survivor. His wife was a survivor, and everybody in her family was killed. She didn't have any relatives. Her name is Glick. So. It, there was this Rabbi Ram Glick, and he thought that, that perhaps he might be a distant cousin, and therefore he might know the whereabouts of some other people. So he called this uh, fellow Glick to have an appointment to see if he can meet with him and talk to him. He called him, and this Glick tells him that um, Thursday, Thursday evening is when I take Kabbalah's people. So he said, I'm not coming for any money. And he said, you're tired of having money. He said, <laughs> I'm not coming for any any." any uh, but fundraising, but I'm, uh, I would like to have a private matter. I'd like to talk to him. Anyways, he said, yeah, come. So he met with him, and they did some inquiry about the family and so on and so forth. Turns out, I think, that they, there was no connection. Okay. So then he turned to me and said, you're from a Hungarian background. How do you come to Lubavitch? That's what Weiss asked. This Glick, how do you come? So he says, I'll tell you the story. I used to do business in Germany. For one day, I got a call from the Lubavitch Rebbe's secretary who tells me that the Rebbe is asking for a favor. That the next time I go to Germany for a business trip, I should go to this and this town, because there is a cemetery, there is a kvarim over there of Jews, Jewish graves, which those graves are not, are, and, and around the graves, um, non-Jews began burying their, their um, so it became a mixed Jewish and non-Jewish cemetery. 
And the Rebbe is very, very bothered by the fact that there's no machitza. There's no, it's not cordoned off with a wall. And the Rebbe is asking that a fence should be built. And that since I'm going over there, if I can do it. And the Rebbe Soma said that the Kenish Lafim by Nacht, he can't sleep by night because of this, this, these Jews that are buried over there and they're not, they're not uh, in the Kivri Yisrael because there's no Mechita. It's really bothering. And the Rebbe says he's going to be Mishtakif in the, in the cost of it, or he's going to pay for it, or be a part of the payment for it to make this fence. And he says for the Tzchar Tircha that, that he promises this glick for the hard work that you're doing, that the Rebbe is giving him a portion of his Olam Hama. That's what the Rebbe tells him. I'm giving you. A, Pretty, pretty good incentive. This fellow went to Germany, he contacted, he, I think he connected to the community that was closest to that place, Jewish community, inspired them, told them about it. They put together the money, they got the whatever it took, they built this fence around it. He sent pictures to the Rebbe. He gets a letter of a big Yashikoyach coming back from the Rebbe, thanking him so much for doing this for him. And the Rebbe says that our deal is on. So he says, he tells this, this, this glick, tells his wife, Azar Rebbe, such a yid, who can't sleep at night because there are Jews somewhere in Germany that are not in Kivri Yisrael, that are buried this and that, and he's willing to give up his Olam Haba to, just to make offense that they said that, so I should not be a chassid of his. So that's, where, that's what he told me. So Rabbi Weiss says to him, let me tell you which town that is, where the cemetery is, and he names the town. She says, how do you know? He says, let me tell you the other side of the story that you don't know. I was with the Kloiz and the Gareba on the death march. And as we were marching, this and that, Jews were dying right and left. We finally made it. We were liberated. We made it to Ferenwald, which is where my father was born, actually, in, uh, with the refugees, one of the camps that Jews came after in Germany. And as soon as we arrived, we were exhausted beyond exhaustion. We were like both, we, could, we couldn't move. And, but the Kloiz and the Gareba then spoke to General Eisenhower. And he told us that you're not going to sleep now. You're not going to check out. We have to go back. And we have to pick up all the yidin that have fallen, these, these nabach yidin that have been, these bodies. And we have to bring them to Kivri Yisrael. And that's what I did with the Kloizim. We went and we picked up bodies after bodies after bodies. We had a truck or something. And then we had nowhere to bury them. So we made a cemetery in the middle of a field. That was an outside of a town. We made this cemetery and we buried them. But as a result, what happened, because it, was, you know, the, uh, it wasn't an old cemetery, it was a new cemetery, and the people around, the, the, the Gentiles around there, saw a cemetery, so they started burying people uh, around it. So this is, this is what the Rebbe was bothered, it was that cemetery of these hidden that were buried without a thing. So the story came together from both ends. Now it says over here, however, when Mashiach will come, it says when Mashiach will come, the 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 mason of Chutzliaritz, all the dead of Chutzliaritz are going to come to Eretz Yisrael, and the um, neshamis are already going to be waiting for them when the neshamis are going to come. So there's a lashon of the zoyar like this: Rabavu pasach b'haikra, Rabavu began to darshan this pasuk with this pasuk. Iti melavana in kala. Iti with me. Milavanain from the base on Nigdash, Kala, my bride, come with me. It's a Pasuk in Shira Shira. So, who is saying to who? Someone is calling out to the Kala and saying, Iti with me, Milavanain from Levanain, come with me. So, what does that mean? Amar Rabavu, Kivan Shahaguf, Nivna al Kiyomai. Once the Abishter is going to reconstruct the body by Tchias Amesim, 
So the bodies are first going to be reconstructed in chutzliyards. The actual makeover where the bodies are going to be rebuilt and reconstructed is going to be in chutzliyards, meaning in exile, wherever the Jews are. Then, but the neshama doesn't go back in until, you, until these bodies come to Eretz Yisrael. The neshama waits for the body to come. And the neshama will go out to greet the, the body. Like it says, the Yitzchak is the neshama, and Rivka is the body. So the Zoyar is learning that Yitzchak is going out, going out to the field, means it's going out to the outskirts of Eretz Yisrael to be makabul ponim, the, the bodies that are going to be returning. And that's what it means, iti malavana in kala, means the shechina is saying to the neshama, who's called kala, every neshama is called kala, so the, the, the shechina says to the neshama, iti, come with me to greet your, your body. Milavanan, because where is the neshama going to be? Once the neshama comes down in Eretz Yisrael, where is it going to be? It's going to be in the base of Migdash Hashlishi. And all neshamas are going to be there for the period of time until the nish- bodies are coming. So, Zuhu Aneshama, and and then it says, Tashuru Meirosh Amuna, which is the continuation of that pasuk. Tashuru, you will look. Tashuru means lush and gazing. This is the meaning of what it says, Vayisa Enav. The neshama, it says, it says, it lifts up his eyes, means the neshama is looking out, and he's lifting up his eyes, Yitzchak is lifting up his eyes, the camels are referring to the body. Why? Because the neshama rides on the body, like a camel is being ridden on. So the gemalim that are coming. So then the Zoyar asks a question, if so, we learned already many places in Zoyar, that Avram and Sarah, that's neshama and guf. Sarah is the guf, and Avram is the neshama. So if that's the case, why are we suddenly talking about Yitzhak and Rivka? This should have been Avram and Sarah. So the Zoyar says, Avram and Sarah is the neshama and the guf, Bizman Hazer. Bizman Hazer, in our days, the neshama is called Avram, and the body is called Sarah. But in the days of Mashiach, then the neshama is going to be called Yitzchak because it comes from the word laughter and pleasure because the neshama is then going to be living in absolute tainug and in absolute laughter and in absolute pleasure. So that's Yitzchak and the body is called Rivka. That's the couple. So therefore, when it says over here, it's talking about this couple's part. It also says, he brings on the here on the bottom, the Zohar says, how long is it going to take? It says 40 years from when the Neshama is going to come back down in Eretz Yisrael. That's the general idea of that. Al-Pi Zohar, Chiyas happens 40 years after the building of the Beis HaMikdash. The Rebbe, however, said many times that it's possible that as a result of the duration of the Gullus being so over, it took so long that everything might go much faster. When finally the time comes that we don't have to wait 40 years. But Al-Pi Pashtis, this man, it's 40 years. So for 40 years, the Neshamas are going to be in the Beis HaMikdash. The Beis HaMikdash is called Levanayin because, because it purifies, it whitens. Levanayin comes from the word whitening. It whitenings the sins of Israel. So, Itima Levanayin Kala, come with me Levanayin Kala, to see, to greet it. That's one Pirish. Um, the Megala Mukis, who is a great, um, he was the Rav in Krakow. Um, and uh, great, one of the greatest Kabbalists in the 1600s. 
So the Megale Amukis on this Pasuk, Layetza Yitzchak Lasuach Basada, explains that um, Yitzchak, Yitzchak is from all our forefathers, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, and I mentioned this last week too, we know that Yitzchak is going to stand in defense of the Jewish people at the end of days. The Gemara says that the Ebershter is going to tell the Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, your children have sinned, and Avram is going to say, you've got to do what you've got to do. And Yaakov is also going to say, you've got to do what you've got to do to the Ebershter, meaning give permission to Hashem to do whatever. But Yitzchak is going to stand up, and Yitzchak is going to cut a deal with the Ebershter. That's what it says. He's going to defend them. He said, how much could have they sinned already? Half their, half their life they're sleeping, and half their... So there's a little bit left. I'll take half of it on my, on my back. Half of it will go on yours, and we'll, we'll, we'll forgive them. That's Yitzchak. Yitzchak and... Pr- and that's, that's what's so astonishing. We've discussed about it. From all people, we would expect that Yitzchak, which is Midas Adin, should have been the one who is on the prosecuting side. And yet, when Mashiach will come, Dafka from the essence of Gevura will come a transformation. But he says an interesting idea. That in Yitzchak, Yitzchak is metapel with the Indian of Golas more than all the other ones. Meaning he, he, he engages, he involves himself with Golas. And that's the meaning of a Yitzchak Yitzchok Losuach Basada. Sada is referring to the time when the Beis Amidish is destroyed because it says Tzion Sada Techoresh. That Tzion is going to be plowed like a field. So whenever we're talking about Sada, we're referring to a state where there's where the Beis Amidish is not built. When it's bias, Yaakov calls it bias. So Yitzchok is particularly involved with the Jewish people during the time of Golas. And um, he says an interesting thing, that the word Yitzchak is a kuf, is a kuf, it has a kuf in it, they take the letters of Yitzchak. Yitzchak has a kuf, and then the other three letters is Yud, Sadik Ches, which spell the word Chatzi. So it means kuf and Chatzi. Chatzi is half. Half of what? Half of the kuf. So how much is half of the kuf? 50. If kuf is 100, so half, chatzi, is half of kuf, half of kuf is 50. If so, altogether you have 150. Yitzchak is not gematria 150, but if you read it that way, kuf and another chatzi, so you have 150. 150, he says, are three nuns. Nun, nun, nun. There's a pasuk in Tehillim which says, chaneneini Hashem re'ei onyi. Have mercy on us. Have be, extend your grace to us. And see my pain. So he brings, and in Bedrash Tehillim it says that in the three nuns of the word the three nuns of the word represent the three Goliaths, the three exiles. You see, even though we speak always of four Goliaths and the like, in truth, we only had three Goliaths that we were not in Eretz Yisrael. Because we have Golas Mitzrayim, Yidn are not in Eretz Yisrael. We have Golas Bavel and Paras, which became one Golas. It's really one, because Paras continued in the end of Golas Bavel. And the third one is Golas Edom. There are three Goliaths that Yidn are not in Eretz Yisrael. So that's the three Nuns. Now he doesn't explain the connection of Nun. He doesn't explain the connection of Nun to Golas. I'm going to say my own thing doesn't say it. 
but in, 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 in many memorum it discusses that nun means snake. Snake is a nun. Because Alanga nun is a snake. And nun, the, the Zoyar many places connects the idea of nun, nunim. Uh, uh, right, and Hashem created taninim hagdoilim. It can either mean fish or it can mean a big snake. So nun is, re- is related to the snake, which is the Indian of Golos. Golos is when the powers of the snake, which is the power of the Nochash Akadmoini, is in its is 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 uh, is dominant, is dominating over Kedush. And Yidin are going down into the three Golas to do a beer in the snake. So that could be the connection of the three nuns that nun is. Yitzchak has three nuns in him. So Yitzchak is doing a tikkun, because Yitzchak, as I said, Kuf and Chatzi, which are the three nuns. So Yitzchak is involved in the tikkun. That's why Vayetze Yitzchak Losuach, Yitzchak goes out to Davin, Basade, which represents the state of Churban Beis Amigdash. And what is he coming? Lifnois Erev, it says towards evening. So towards evening, Golos represents evening and night. And, 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 and his, so Yitzchak's inyo was to be metapel and do a tikkun in the city. This is what the Magali Amukah says. Chsidis, however, takes it a step further. So the Tzemach Tzedek in uh, Or Hatayra, the Tzemach Tzedek explains that um, what's the deeper meaning of a Yitzhak? Yitzchak? What is Yitzchak doing? Let's understand something. What is Yitzchak doing in the Sadeh? What's Yitzchak doing in this field? So the Tzemach Tzedek says like this. The main pleasure, let's understand, why is there Golos? Golos comes from Shem Elohim. Yitzchak Lachor is responsible for Golos. He's, we said before, he's the defender of the Jewish people in the end of days. But at the same time, Yitzchak is the responsible for Golos because we know Avram is Chesed. And Yitzchak is Gevura. And Yaakov is Rachamim. So where does Golos come from? Golos comes from Gevura. What is Gevura? Gevura is the name of Elohim. And the name of Elohim is the name of concealment. What's Golos? The essence of Golos is divine concealment. Al-Tzaris, all the problems that happens in Golos is all the derivative from the fact that the Ebeshter is not begoloi. The Ebeshter is not revealed. That's why there can be persecution. That's why there can be a weakening of Torah mitzvahs. That's why it can be all these things. Hashem is not begiloi. So it's really all stemming from the name of Elohim. The name of Elohim is associated with Yitzchak. Because Yitzchak is the power of Gevura. But the Ba'at, Shalachur. What's the purpose of this name of Elohim? So we know as soon as Yitzchak was born, what does his mother say? The first thing she says, why'd she call him Yitzchak? Tzchoik asali Elohim. The laughter that Hashem made me laugh. Why is Sarah now mentioning the name of Elohim? She should have said, Tzchoik asali Hashem, Yudkei Vavke. Why is she saying, Tzchoik asali Elohim? And the answer to that is, because the name of Elohim the purpose of all the helam halamis v'hesterim, the purpose of all the concealments and all the darknesses, with the consequential golos that is coming as a result of it, is to bring to the ultimate pleasure. Because dafka as a result of our avoda in the darkness and in the concealment, and yidin don't become the spoil from the darkness. We're not affected by this darkness. And Torah mitzvahs continue in the worst of all circumstances. Thinking about Yud Beis Tamas, how, the, how, in, how in communist Russia, the Messiris Nefesh of Chassidim, Messiris Nefesh, in the most impossible situations where the, where the reality completely denied God. 
the, the literal day-to-day living was a denial against the Abishta. The, the government was so ruthless and it didn't allow for the and yet a yid because of with the koyach of the siris nefesh, the koyach that, that's, that's purely godly, in the midst of all these concealments, he fights and he fights and he fights. And then, and as a result of that, this is the ultimate pleasure. The Ebrister gets a pleasure of us showing such a ability to be able to, no matter how, what kind of obstacle, the, we, we know the emes and we stand for the emes. Even deeper than that. Even deeper than that. The ultimate laughter comes from, that's kind of, we can say, the avoid of the Friedegaret. The way the Friediger ever was to bring forth the deep mysterious nafish that there are in Yid, not to be affected by the Golas, and still stay. But then came the next stage, which is a whole new Avodah, which is the Rebbe's Chiddush in Golas. Not just that we should be rock strong and firm and remain true to our Torah and Mitzvahs despite the fact of the world's concealments. The Rebbe's Chiddush was, Be'ikr, that we take the very, very concealing elements of the world and turn them over and use them as a, as a, as a powerful Kedusha. That means every place of the world we use the Gashmias, we use the, the attitudes of the country, we use certain things, we use technology, we use whatever it is that are our resources, which are primarily part of things that conceal and block the Ebeshter, but the Iker Chiddush is Ishapcha. We take these in Yanam and we convert it to Kedusha. When we do that, what happens? The ultimate laughter. Because that's a chiddush. A chiddush is that from such things that were so hepach of kedusha, they're so opposite of holiness, and yet Yidin are able to take every circumstance, turn it around to be Magala more elokus, like you have take even just talking about uh, um, the fact that Putin, who is a product of the the, uh, the 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 KGB, is such an assistance to the spreading of Yiddishkeit in Russia, helping with building yeshivas. And that very, 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 very klippa that was the ultimate war against God was now 70 years later, think about it, beginning, totally flipped over on its head. And it became a source that's Messiah and helps and involves itself in spreading it. This is, this is Gilead Lukus. This brings the ultimate laughter, which we wouldn't have had we not gone through a Yitzchak period of obstacles, of concealments, and of darkness. So tzchoy comes as a result of Asir Lekin. Now, where is this Indian seen most? That, that the, the concealments and the darkness are really meant for, to bring a greater laughter and a great, greater Indian? It's seen dafka in tefillah mincha, in Yitzchak's tefillah. Because I'll say that the most precious of all tefillahs is mincha. Why? Eliyahu Novi wasn't answered by any other tefillah but by Mincha. What do you think about it? You know, Mincha is such a It's like a chapta davening. You're in the middle of the day, you have to have a Mincha. That's you can prepare yourself, you can wake up, you can learn a Maimar Chassidus before it, you can sit down calm, the day hasn't hit you yet, and you have a clear mind, and you can daven, and you can daven deep. Mincha is always like, it's a chapla Mincha. So why is Mincha the most precious? So it says dafka. Because in Mincha, the part is where a Jew is already in the midst of the Chayshach of the world. A whole day, a couple of hours of, of the Chur not seeing the Ebeshter, because when we go out into the world, we have to work, work for a living, we, we, it looks like and it appears like we are the source of our own sustenance. 
and our and we're and all these other controlling forces in in life, which we which are very powerful and create more and more and more concealment. So the time you get to Mincha, you're already deeply steeped in an unholy consciousness. And yet the Yid has to tear himself away from all these things and stop everything that he's doing. So what does is, what is, what is Mincha represent? Mincha represents in the midst of shame Elohim, in the midst of concealment, in the midst of darkness, a Yid recognizes the Yid. And when that happens, that's the ultimate laugh. Vayetzei Yitzchak, Yitzchak goes out, Lasuach to Davin, Basada in the field. So going back to the Megalei Amukas, based on what the Tzemach Tzedek is saying, but, 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 going back to the Megalei Amukas, what's the Tikkun that Yitzchak does in the three nuns? What is he doing? What's, the, what's his Tikkun? His Tikkun is, he's Megala Elokus in the state of concealment. That's the Chiddush of Yitzchak. Avram Avinu is to reveal godliness in, in, in a higher state. In the morning, when you wake up in the morning, you're saying, Moida'ani does not get Bilbulim. Avram comes and he learns with you and he teaches you and he inspires you. But Yitzchak comes to assist you in the midst of the darkest moment. When it's Lifnois Erev, when it's dark, when it's full of concealments. And the Tzemach Tzedek makes reference to something that the, the Alter Rebbe says in these words, Lifnois Erev means Lefanois to simply Lefnois Erev means when Erev is coming. That's the simple meaning. The Alter Rebbe teaches Lefnois Erev means Yitzchak Savoida is Lefanois to clear away Erev the darkness. Because there is darkness. And the Avoda of the Jew is to dispel the darkness with light or even deeper convert the darkness. And that Indian happens as the Tzvilas Mincha of Yitzchak. And that's the Bittel of Erev. So that's the tikkun going back of the three nunin that, that is in, inherent in Yitzchak's name. It's an avoida that comes as a result of the golas. And that's the ultimate laughter. The Friediger Rebbe, who took the brunt of golas, his name is Yitzchak, which is laughter. It's the laughter that comes at the conclusion of that battle. And his first name is Yosef, which Yosef is also the first one who actually goes to golas. And Yosef means an addition. In other words, there is holiness. But then there is an addition to holiness. When we take what's outside of holiness, what's till now klipa, what's till now not part of Kedusha. And that's why we have to go to Golas, to go outside the borders of holiness. And as the Rebbe said, machda Eretz Yisrael. Make over here Eretz Yisrael. And says, take, that's a Hoysafa. That's why the Friediger Rebbe's name is Yosef Yitzchak. Yosef is more part of the Avoida. Yitzchak, however, is the laughter that comes after everything. Have you seen the picture of the free, of the free degree of a laughing? There's like a, it's like a, 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 it's like the whole the laughter. There's one picture that's like amazing. It's like whoa! You see what means Yitzchak laughter, and there's the laughter that comes at the conclusion of it. Okay, now this brings us to a, another very 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 powerful idea, which says from the. Um, on the same pasuk, from it says from the Abderav, the Oyev Yisrael, great student of the Mezritcha Magid. So the Abderav says like this. This is like a chilling word. Says same idea. Yitzchak goes out lasuach basada means that Yitzchak goes out to deal with the sada. Why? Because Yitzchak is midas apachad and gevura and gevuras. Evening, Lifnois Erev, Erev is a time of Dinim, 
of the of, of judgments. Yitzchak, who's who is the source of Gevura, and is, goes out Lifnois Erev, touring in the time when Gevuris are beginning to boil. Because what happens in the evening? The evening is when sunlight is leaving and darkness is coming. Spiritually, what does that mean? Darkness is coming means there is, like we say, and there's an expression, dark clouds are coming. There was a time when Chas Shalom, you know, the time of the destruction of the Beis Amigdash, was a time when the dark clouds of Golas were moving. Yitzchak goes out to deal, Lasuach, to deal with Basadeh, to the, as we said before, the destruction, which is called Sadeh, which is the time of, of Churban and destruction of the Beis Amigdash. And um, that means Yitzchak is looking at Sadeh. He's looking at that time. And what is he doing? He says the same. He says, he, his, he went to Davin on this. And the meaning is, when he says, Lasuach Basada, he went to Davin in the field, meaning he went to Davin in the apple orchard, which is the place of the Shekhinah. He's going to the Makam HaMikdash, and he's going to Davin for, for the period, for the period of the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. For that time is when he's going to Davin. And he says the same word like the Alter Rebbe. Lifnois Erev. What does that mean? To push away the darkness. Lefanois, to get rid of. As he went, Yitzchak goes out to be Mamtik Dedinim. He wants to sweeten the judgments that are coming upon the Jewish people. But then he says something very frightening. He says like this Vayar. And suddenly Yitzchak sees Vihine Gmalim Boim. He sees camels coming. What does that mean? Vayisa Eina Vayar. When Yitzchak looks at the exile and he sees the horrific suffering that exile is bringing, but Yitzchak looks deeper. He says, what's the purpose? Why is the Ebeshter bringing such tsaris and Kalyasgal, such geferlach things? Why is Hashem doing this? So Yitzchak is looking very far and he sees that gemalim boim, that all of this is going to bring, gemalim comes from the word um, um, reward, like a gemul. Tashlim Gemul means a reward. Yitzchak has a vision and he sees the ultimate reward that are going to come to the Jewish people as a result of all these tsaras and all this Yisur. Like we spoke earlier, Tzchaik Asali Elohim, the Dafka, the hardships, will bring the great laughter. So Yitzchak is looking ahead, he sees the tsaras bubbling and, and, he's, and he wants to get rid of it. But suddenly he has a vision and he sees the whole game that's going to come as a result of it. And if there's no pain, no gain. So when Yitzchak sees that, Yitzchak makes peace with the exile. And he allows it to happen. Because he sees Gmalim, the great Gemul that's going to come at the end, the great reward that's going to come as a result of all this the suffering. What happens? Vatisa Rivka. Rivka, however, is coming on the camp. Vatisa Rivka, who is Rivka? Rivka is the Shechina. Malchus, Shechina. Yitzchak is Midas HaGvura, Chesed Gvura. We always know the female um, characters in the Torah are always Malchus. Esther is Malchus, Rachel is Malchus, Sarah is Malchus. The Rebbe explains that Malchus has many different spheres. Kesesha Malchus is Sarah. Disma, each one is a different element. Rivka is one of the elements of Malchus. So Rivka is Malchus, she's the Shechina. So the Shechina is coming. And she also sees the trouble that's going to happen. Vatisa esay neha, she raises her eyes. Vayares Yitzchak, 
she sees Yitzchak, which is the Midas Adin. She sees the, 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 the source of all these hardships that are going to come upon the Jewish people. As she sees that, Vatipoil Mayal Hagamal, she falls off. She falls off the camel, which means what can appease Yitzchak and make Yitzchak accept the horrors that are to come in the exile cannot appease Rivka. So Yitzchak, when he saw the Gamalim, accepted it. There's no way, if you can't go through, if you won't go through the suffering, you will not get to the, to the thing. So Yitzchak kind of makes peace with this Indian that there's allowed to be, because you need it. Rivka, however, sees that. She, vatar as Yitzchak, she sees Yitzchak. Vatipoil, she falls off when she sees that he accepted the Gamal. The fact that he accepted the Gamalim and was willing to give his askama to it, she can't handle it. She falls off him and she says to the Eved, that means she says to Leezer, Miha ish hazeh, who is this person, hahoylech, that is going likraseinu towards us? The deeper meaning, he's going against us. He is bringing with him a justification to allow for all that suffering, and that's against us. It's against what. what, what. So the Evet says, Who Adoini, this is the master. Which means this is the Midas Adin, this is Yitzchak. And he sees ultimately why it's necessary. So what does she do immediately? She takes the Tsaif, Batiskas, he says something. He says, What does that mean? The Shekhinah realizes that. Azoy Azoy is, and this cannot be changed. So instead of just being pained for her children, she takes the veil and she covers herself, which means the Shechina covers herself and garbs herself with all the garments, which means that she's going to join the Jewish people in the Galas. The Rivka commits herself that if Yidin are going to Galas, if we know Galas, Adam, Shechina, Yaman, the Shechina will go. And when the Shekhinah is with Yidin and Gala, she's in a hidden state. Because if the Shekhinah would be revealed, the whole Gala is what supplies. So the, the Rivka, she covers herself to go along with her children in this Gala, in this exile, to be there for them. It's the Halten, to hold them during the time of exile. So this is his beer. I'm going to conclude with one more Indian, which is Yudvei's Thomas Dig, which is just out of this world, related to the same Pasuk. This Pasuk today, when I read the next thing, sparked in me an Indian that was Manusha Gift Menashamayim. I think it's, uh, it's unbelievable. I'd like to share it. Um, there is a Sefer called um, Rashi Besamim. This is from a, uh, a Yid. His name was Rabbi Yishayu. It was a Rav in Prague. I don't know more about it. And over here he brings from him he brings a medrash. And the medrash says like this, that when Yitzhak lifted his eyes and he saw camels coming, Rivka was coming. It's a mother thing, camels were coming. He Rivka, but let's say camels. Camel is a creature that has one kosher sign and one non-kosher sign. It's one of the four animals that has one tzad of kashras and one that's not. And the medrash says, why is it that he sees camels? Is because when Rivka was coming, she was going to have two children. One was Tahir, and one was Tameh. Yaakov and Esau, good and evil. So she sees, so he sees, he immediately, you know, Tzadik scans the situation instantly. He sees his wife coming, and he sees her children, her dairies that she's bringing. 
And he sees Agamal, he sees the good coming out, and he sees all that, he sees the Rome, Rome coming out, he sees Esau, he sees all that coming out of him. So he sees a camel come. He's good and bad, a mixture of good and bad. She realized what he saw, and she falls off the camel. Meaning to say she doesn't like that, that she's going to be a mother for half, for, half, for, such a, for, for good and bad. She falls off the camel, which was in a sense her fear and her prayer that it should not happen. That she should create, she should be the mother of good and the mother of evil. She doesn't want this. Her tefillah helped so much, he brings. Her tefillah helped so much that there are Nitsutse Kedusha in Esau, sparks of holiness in Esau, that are converted to Kedusha. And these are Gerim, like Remeir, Unkelis Hager, and all these Gerim throughout history, which are sparks coming from Esau, converted to Kedusha, and elevated, and then brought into holiness. And then even more than that, he says, her tefillah accomplished so much that eventually Ace of himself, hear this? Eventually Ace of himself is going to be converted to holiness. And he brings, because Ace of is compared, till now we use the camel, but Ace of is usually compared to the Chazer, to a pig. Because the Chazer feast, and he shows everybody that he's tired, but really. So it says, that, why is it called Chazer? Because I'll say, why is it called Chazer? Chazer means to return. Because Ace of is going to return to become an ally of Kedusha. In the end of days, Rabbeinu Bachaya goes so far in Pasha Shmini and says, "What does that mean that Chazer is going to become kosher? It doesn't mean physically that Chazer. What it means is, he says, that this nation that's called Chazer, which is Edom, which is Rome, they themselves are going to build a third base on English because they destroyed it. They're going to build it in the end of days. Okay. Oh, so that first thing, which means Vachura, they're going to be the backers to allow for because even when it's come down, it says that we have to do some piula." And that it makes a lot of sense. Now, uh, where are we in history in regards to this? To me, it looks like our new president, Donald Trump, out of all people, can probably be a source where he's come from German descent. As Aroitiv like Esau, and I spoke about this a lot this year, there's so many, he's impulsive like Esau. And yet, it's very, very interesting how, when it comes to Eretz Yisrael, when it comes to the Jewish people, when it comes to all matters of this, there's like a Hamamashita Himmelzach that we don't understand. Plus his daughter converted that we spoke about earlier, which is the idea of these Gerim. But, but that he himself, which means there's going to be a descendant of Rome, which today's days is America, that is going to assist the Jewish people in, transition, in transitioning to Yemaisa Mashiach. Now, based on this, I want to share with you the last thought, which is which blew my mind. When I saw this, it occurred to me something amazing. The Friedrich Rebbe, after he came out of Russia, after he came out, after he was released from prison, was invited by Chassidim to come to the United States. Okay? The Friedrich Rebbe came to America for a visit. Um, he notified Chassidim that he'd be holding to come to America, and we know that that was the hachana for later the Friedrich Rebbe moving to America. The Friedrich Rebbe came for a visit, and during his visit that he came over here, he visited all strength of the Jewish community. One of the things that he did was he went to Philadelphia. And this, the story just became popular lately. He went to Philadelphia, we're on the train, and I read now the whole story. The Friedgeber writes to himself how the mayor of Philadelphia came out to greet him. And with, a, with an entourage, with a whole police escort of hundreds of people of cars, and they took the Friedrich Rebbe to Independence Hall. And the Friedrich Rebbe writes that Independence, and this is what he writes, Friedrich Rebbe. Could you imagine that the Rebbe writes that 
in, in contrast to the escort I got when I was taking to Shpolarenk, to Shpolarenk, or Shpolarenk, how do you say it? Shpolarenk, to the, to, the to the jail by the Russians. In America, they gave me an honor guard, guard. And they brought me to this special room. They brought him to Independence Hall. And the Friedrich Rebbe says, there's two rooms over there. One is where the Liberty Bell is. And the other one is where, it's a room where they wrote, or they prepared the Declaration of Independence. There's a chair that is cordoned off and it's high up where only kings and heads of states, it's George Washington's chair that he sat on. And they only let kings and heads and states sit on that chair. The Friedrich Rebbe said, because I am a person who fought for liberty in the world, they honored me with sitting on that chair and blessing the United States of America. So the Friedrich Rebbe sat, he describes the whole thing, how the speech the mayor gave and how he sat on that chair and how he blessed America in beautiful words. The Friedrich Rebbe said how, this is, uh, the, how, how the Abraham has given wisdom to give freedom to people. Then he went to the Liberty Bell and he, and he laid down a flower, a bouquet of flowers by the Liberty Bell. And the Friedrich Rebbe then said that America is the ultimate liberty is when liberty is ba based on religion. That's the ultimate faith. Faith that's based on a religion, on a religious belief. And he, the Friedrich Rebbe said, I always wanted to come. When I came to America, I wanted to come to the cradle of American freedom. Very, very interesting story. Fine. Now, watch this. Before the Friedrich Rebbe came to America, on the way coming, when, after he notified that he's coming to America, he went first to Eretz Israel. Now the story is that the Friedrich Rebbe went to Chari, he said, why the Friedrich Rebbe? He's only one of our Rebbeim who visited Eretz Israel. Why did he visit Eretz Israel? Now be this, the Friedrich Rebbe went to Eretz Israel because he wanted to go to Eretz Israel. He's like, Eretz Israel, it's a mitzvah in every year even. The Friedrich Rebbe said, no, I'm going to Eretz Israel because I really want to go visit my the, 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 the oil of my fathers. He wants to go to the Alter Rebbe, he wants to go to Havich. He wants to go to the old of Makayimus, of the, to Davin. But he, he, there's no access to them, he couldn't go there. So, but since he wanted to go to the to Davin by his fathers, and he can't go to, Israel, to in Russia, so he's going to go to the Kivrei Abbas of Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, Rav Shimon, Bar Yochai, and, and, and instead of going to the Balshemtov, and uh, because he couldn't go there, that's what he writes. So, think about the story. And then he went to Eretz Yisrael, and from Eretz Yisrael he came to America, and he visited America. And this story happened by the Liberty Bell, sitting on George Washington's chair, and making such a declaration about America being an assistance to the eternal nation, the Jewish people, that's what he says. Okay, this is a story. Here is a Pasuk, and this is blew my mind today. Those that were saved will go up to Har Tzion, to the mountain of Tzion, Lishpai, to judge as Har Esav, the mountain of Esau. And to Hashem will be the kingdom. It's a Pasuk, we say it every day at the end of Azash. What does it mean? The Moshiach, those that are saved, will go up to Har Tzion. But if they, which is Eretz Yisrael, I'll be pashtis. But if they're going to Har Tzion, Lishpait is Har Esav, to judge the mountain of Esav. If you're going to judge the mountain of Esav, go up to Esav's mountain. Go up to Har Seir. No, Lishpait, they're going to go up to Har Tzion, Lishpait is Har Esav, and then after that, V'hoysel Hashem Amalucha. So it occurred to me, Mamash, this is what happened. Who is Moshiach, who was saved? Who was saved from Esav? We know they encounter Yaakov running and Esau and the two of them and Esau wants to bite him and then the Abishta saves him. That encounter re happened again. The Friedrich Rebbe is Yaakov. This is the leader of the Jewish people. The Russians 
is after 2,000 years of Golis Edom, this was the most brutal Golis Edom. And they're red. The Bolsheviks were red. Their symbol was the red flag. They were the red. That's Mamash Esau. The Friedrich Rebbe was in their clutches. They almost, they already had a death sentence on him. He was saved from them. The Olumayshim, when he came out, where did he go? He went first to Eretz Yisrael. The, the point is like this. The reason why the Friedrich Rebbe, you can ask a question, why did the Friedrich Rebbe suddenly want to go to Kivri Yavis? Now, and mainly he should have gone before he went to jail. Now he's already came out. Why is he now running? To, why do you go to Kivrei Yavis? You go to Kivrei Yavis to be Ma'or Rachman. The idea is now is the biggest job. The Friedrich Rebbe sees the next frontier is to conquer America and to make a beater the last beater of the world. So for that he needs power from his fathers. He needs to have Messina's Kaychis. New Kaychis Chadash. He goes to Eretz Yisrael. Ve'olu Mashiach Bahar Where to? Lishpoi to judge as Har Esav. America is called Har Esav. Why is it called Har Esav? Because America is Esav in its most elevated state. It's all part of one Golas. But Esav in its most refined state is America. And when I told this word to someone today, he said, America, if you look it up, America is called the city on the hill. That's the name, the city on the hill. That was always a term for the United States. Har Esav. Also, Har is Chesed. Avraham Avinu is called Har, because Chesed. America, the Rebbe, we always refer to it as the Medina Shel Chesed. This is Har Esav, Esav in its kindest state. The Friedrich Rebbe is coming to America, Lishpoit, to judge, which means to make a bitter and a refinement on Har Esav and the mountain of Esav. So he comes, and he Davka sits on George Washington's chair, and he gives a bracha to the United States of America, and he declares that what is freedom when it's based on a belief in, in the, when we recognize that it's, when it's based on, on religion, not when it's a denial of religion. Now, fast forward from that time, 70, 80 years, whatever, 90 years, I don't know exactly what we're holding right now, probably about 85 years, 87 years from that time. The last administration that was going on in America was taking America away, freedom against religion, against. Two days ago, our President Trump gives a drasha, and you listen to it, uh, uh, flabbergasted. He gives a drasha. What's a drasha? He declares, we love our freedom, we love our country, we love our freedom, and we love, and he's like really strong, we love our God. Then he goes on and he says, from the days of the Declaration of Independence, it was clear that the, our rights are given to us by our Creator, and no earthly force in the world can take away our rights. This is Lishpoit es Har Esau. It's a bitter than Esau. Notice, you, America on its own was wrestling with its own identity, with its own soul over the last so many years. The Rebbe was pushing for prayer in schools, for being Yisoyed. The Rebbe would always talk about how the, how the founding fathers were and the immigrants, initial ones, were very deeply people of faith and people of Amunah and so forth. But then there's a clipper that tried to steal this country away and create this whole... Uh, war against religion, against God, and to fight anything. And now you see, and what happens? He's referring to God of the world. Yes, he's still a Christian, but he's referring to a belief. When the Rebbe spoke about the immigrants being faith-based people, they also went to church. They didn't go to shul. But they, it's, it's in a belief in an Ebeshter. And this is a beater that was done. And then immediately after that, created this kingdom. So you see, what Mama's holding, by this Indian, 
And uh, I think the Pasuk is so, is such a Indian, may we merit that from the Yule of Yudvay's Thomas come to the Yule of Shalema, completely eliminate happen now.